0: Pastor Xavier Reese says strength in marriage comes in the form of support from each other. Husbands are to submit to their wives
1: because, listen man, they are the weaker vessel. And I come alongside to strengthen her weakness. We complete one another. You have the power and authority as heads, but that power is used to serve, to build up. Not to lord and tear down. You're the head.
0: Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Without a doubt, a husband and wife praying together would be an integral element for a good marriage. But did you know that Scripture tells us that God doesn't hear the prayers of a husband who doesn't spend time and honor his wife? Well, that's the simple truth Pastor Xavier addresses on the topic of the husband's submission to his wife as we continue our series in the first epistle of Peter.
1: 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Peter having addressed the women regarding their submission to unbelieving husbands, now he addresses the men Likewise, you husbands. The likewise refers to submission. First of all, we have to recognize that submission in marriage is mutual. It's not exclusive of the woman. Somehow men in the church often and many times feel that it is only the woman's job to submit. That the man is never told to submit. Wrong. Wrong. Ephesians 5, 21 says, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Now the husband submits to the wife out of love, not obligation, as a type of Christ, to protect, provide, and preserve the relationship. Otherwise, the marriage becomes a competitive relationship and a domineering relationship. He does it lovingly. Not out of an obligation. If you are working out your marriage, husbands, out of obligation, you're not doing anybody any good. The Bible says we do it out of love. That's the motive. The word is agape. The love that Christ has given us. Now, it's not sufficient to tell somebody what to do. It's only fair then to tell them how to do it. And so Peter says... The Christian husbands are to do it by submitting to their wives. How? First, by dwelling with their wives. The word dwelling is an interesting word. It only appears one time in the New Testament. It's right here in verse 7. It's made up of two Greek words. The first one denotes union, togetherness by association, companionship, process, resemblance, possession, instrumentality, if you will. The second word is to occupy a home, to reside, to inhabit, to remain. It can be translated cohabit. This very same word was used in the Greek translation of the Old Testament, the Septuagint, and it meant this, to live with a woman. Peter is saying, live as one, not as two, both socially, physically, in other words, Spend your time together as married. This speaks of the privilege. Do you recognize, men, that it's a privilege to share your life with that woman God has given you? She's your helpmeet. Too many marriages, even in the Christian church, and that's what we're here for, not the world, do not spend time together. They do not dwell together. They live as if they're single. But not only that, husbands are not only merely to dwell with their wives, but they are to dwell with, look at there, understanding. You spend time together, live as married, second with understanding. So you're growing, not only with each other, but in regards to the marriage institution, its demands, its problems, and how the dynamics work out in Christ. What did the scriptures say? Some husbands dwell with their wives, but not with understanding, therefore tension and problems arise in the home. They say I don't understand my wife. Well, women are different emotionally, having greater highs, greater lows. I mean, when a woman's on high, I mean she's up there, and when she's low, you can just see the sparks she's dragging. I mean, the man has has a closer gap, you know, and he looks at her how she reacts. He goes, "What's with her? We're different." Judy looks at someone and says, oh, look at that house. Look how pretty. She shows me the same picture and I go, that's neat. (laughs) We're different. They're more talkative, more relational than men who are centered on logic, thought, and facts. I mean, I come home from a wedding. Judy says, how was it? I go, great. She's still waiting for more. She says, "Um, what did the dress look like? I go, white. She wants details. I'm not a detail man. Recognizing the difference, then I have to go out of my way to try to be more talkative. And the woman has to go out of her way to make sure she's not always talking. And there is that balance that I can confront her, she can confront me. But that understanding, I mean, we can all identify. The woman is primarily, listen to me, a responder man not the initiator that does not mean that a woman can't ever initiate does never initiate but primarily she is a responder men are moved by what they see women are moved by what they feel the woman is not so concerned on what you do men she's more concerned on how you do it what is the motive you can say "Oh well, yeah I'll put that stupid shelf up and get it done. Or you can say, yeah, and i I'll get it. The motive makes all the difference to her. And she will respond. <laughs> One way or another, she will respond. Women are different physically. I don't know if you've noticed that. They don't want to be treated like the guys, guys. <laughs> they want to be treated gentle and with Courtesy. You don't have to be someone you're not. But do you open the door for your wife? Do you push the chair in for her? Listen to me, man. Your sexual relationship begins how you greet her in the morning. Let me give you an illustration. I get up, I'm late. The alarm went off. Too late. I said it wrong. So I jump up and I say, come on, get, give me my shirt, please. And I'm in the shower and I get out. and Oh, Trudy fell asleep. Come on, get up. And I jump on her. I leave on a bad note. I come home. She remembers that. <laughs> Hi, hon, how you doing? I forgot all about it. To me, it's nothing. It's just a stupid shirt. And so that evening is just not smooth. But all of a sudden, 10.30 comes. And Don Juan (laughs) comes out of the closet (laughs) and she says, what do you want? (laughs) She doesn't want anything to do with you sexually. That's the last thing she wants. Because your sexual relationship begins from the minute you get up, how you treat your bride, what you say to her, how you deal with her. Your bride begins to be prepared from the minute you get out of bed. Take that note if you don't learn anything this morning, men, and your marriage will be 100% better. Women are different spiritually, they're to come under the priesthood of the home, the man. When a woman is not married, she's under the spiritual priesthood of her father, and then she gets transferred over to her husband. This does not imply that the woman cannot have a relationship with the Lord alone. This does not imply that she's inferior spiritually, but the Bible says that their husband is her spiritual covering, 1 Corinthians 11. They have greater receptability to the Lord than men, many times. They're more sensitive to the Spirit of God. Women can catch things spiritually that men are just out in la-la land. But because of that also, Women have a greater capacity for deception. This doesn't make them inferior or anything else. Who did Satan come to in the garden? Not Adam. And yet it was Adam's fault for not being over his wife. He came to the woman. Study history and study Scripture. And notice how many times heresy has entered in because of women. A woman can be overtaken a lot easier, spiritually speaking. And that is why nowhere in Scripture do you find women as being pastors. Read Timothy. The woman is not to usurp authority over a man. That's not out of context. That's not a cultural thing. Paul says there, because Eve was deceived. The reason he's saying the woman is not to, in the context of Timothy, is the church government. He's talking to pastors, elders, The reason why a woman is not to be shepherd over a flock, he says, is because Eve was deceived. So I don't care how you try to exegete that, if you don't come up with that, you're not doing justice to the scriptures. And many men today behind the pulpit are afraid to take that stand because of the women's live and pressure from their boards and from the women in the church. I'm sorry, I cannot distort the scriptures. That's just what it says. I don't care how steep you are in Greek or Hebrew or anything. You can't get anything else out of it. That's just the way it is. And so the man is that head. Spiritual covering. But you know what the sad commentary is today, that you know who are the spiritual leaders today? The women. Men are wimping out. Men are nowhere to be found when it comes to the Spirit. They're not leading the church. They're not being used in their gifts. They're not heading the church. It's women. And I think that's sad. Some men never honor their wives. They never assign the portion of value due to them of self worth. She needs to know she's pleasing to you, husbands. Tell her. Oh, she knows it. When's the last time you told your wife you love her? Last week? Yesterday? It's too late. She needs to hear it. She needs to be assured of the man's love, not just physically but emotionally she needs to know how she is appreciated how much she she is part of that home she needs to see not only in word but in deed you can say all you want but how do you live it and so peter says this is what men are to do and this is how men are to do it but he doesn't stop there he also tells us why husbands are to submit to their wives and first he says, husbands are to submit to their wives because, listen men, they are the weaker vessel. And so I as a husband, one of the reasons why I submit myself to my wife in various areas that the scriptures declare is because she is the weaker vessel. And I come alongside to strengthen her weakness. We complete one another The woman was created for the man, not the man for the woman, Paul says in Corinthians 11. And yet the woman was taken from the side of man. Adam was created first, then the woman. God said it's not good that man should be alone. I will make woman. But she's never a slave. She's never an object. She's the completion of man. And so husbands submit because they are the weaker vessel. Notice this. You have the power and authority as heads, but that power is used to serve, to build up, not to lord and tear down. And also husbands are to submit to their wives because they are heirs together of the grace of life. This is important, men. Very important reason. Heirs in what way? First of all, heirs of all that encompasses this life together. Their joys, their hurts, their disappointments, their dreams, their mutual material possession, their understanding towards their relationship, everything, what you put into your marriage, you get out of it. The problem is too many of us have sown to the wind and we have reaped the whirlwind, as the prophet says. And we have done absolutely nothing to cultivate our relationship with our wife and our homes. And we're reaping all of that. But also heirs of the spiritual life in Christ. Husbands, you are either growing together spiritually with your wives or you're growing apart. You can't have it both ways. If you're not growing together spiritually, you're growing apart. Do you go to church with your wife on Sunday mornings, Sunday nights and Wednesdays? Or do you just come on Sunday and say, you go the rest of the time? You're the head. Where are you getting instructed? How are you growing? As spiritual head, I have to be aware of the spiritual warfare against my marriage. I and my wife have to recognize the attack that's upon our marriage daily. And we have to confront it together. Read the armor in Ephesians chapter 6. What precedes it? marriage and the family you want to find out where the biggest warfare is going to be marriage and the family you know why because Satan knows if he can destroy you as a man he's destroyed the home if the word of god is not your foundation man and your marriage you're built on sand and it's just a matter of time before the storms and the winds come now let me give you a footnote single people you have no right to marry a woman Young man, until you can take her out of her father's house, provide a home for her and the things she needs. And if you cannot provide for her that home and provide the things she needs, then you have no business getting married. You're not to get married and go live with your parents. You're not to get married because your parents are going to give you a home. You're to get married because you know you're the head and you can provide for that woman. And if you can't, you've got no business getting married. You better think twice. When you take a woman, you're saying, I'm going to die to self and I'm going to give you the things that are necessary. Her needs, not her wants. Her needs. And if the Lord blesses, you can give some wants, but her needs. Husbands are to submit to their wives because their prayer, this is the third thing, their prayers can be hindered. You see... When I'm not dwelling with my wife, according to knowledge, understanding, when I'm not honoring, giving honor to my wife, then you know what happens to me? I sin. And when I sin, there's an obstacle between me and God. And God doesn't hear my prayers. If I'm the spiritual head of my home, and I'm the one responsible for direction and guidance of my home, and if I'm the high priest, And my prayers don't even reach to the ceiling. You know what happens? My house is open to destruction. Jesus gave a parable of the strong man. He says, unless you bind the strong man first, you cannot spoil his house. Reverse that. When the strong man Satan enters into your home and binds you as the strong man of the house, your house is open to destruction. Let me tell you, there are a lot of homes that are open to destruction because the men are living in sin, be it through not dwelling according to wisdom or anything else. You might be into something, man, that your wife has no idea about. You might be into pornography and nobody knows. God doesn't hear your prayers. You might be into an extra relationship sexually. Nobody knows. Your prayers are hindered. You're not even trying to dwell with your wife according to knowledge and there's bitterness, resentment. Your prayers are hindered. Your house is open to destruction. These are good reasons to do what Peter is saying. Don't lose sight of them. Heavy. Psalm 66, 18 says, if you regard iniquity in your heart, God does not hear you. He's talking to Christians. Read First John. Jesus says, if you don't forgive, then I won't forgive you. That doesn't mean you're not saved. That means that your relationship is out. The last thing that a a, a fighting army wants to experience is a cutoff of communication from the men in battle and from the place where artillery is being called in from. And if you let sin come into your life, men, your communication between the warfare and heaven is cut off. And you're letting your house being open for destruction. That's heavy. Now I know this isn't a common message and it isn't a favorable message, and some people don't want to hear it, but it's okay. The scriptures say it, so we just declare it. But the wisdom is if we see ourselves there to say, Oh Lord, help me. Forgive me. I want to turn. I want my home to be strong. It's like an athlete who submits himself through a life of discipline in order to gain results, not hindrances. He wants to overcome those hindrances. Is an athlete more disciplined than us who are Christian? Is a gold trophy or a gold medal of more value than my wife or my children or my home? God forbid. Husbands, you need to recognize that your wife is the weaker vessel and she needs to be protected by you. From without and from within. From without, things that have to be dealt with. Say problems uh, maybe at school. Your child has some problems. You go down and talk to them. Don't send her down. Especially if it's a heated confrontation. Women are not made to confront men and heated things. Men intimidate women. I don't care what ERA says. There's a problem with the billing and they have giving her a hard time with the phone. Don't send her down there in person. You go down. And you confront The men there. Don't send your wife. How about from your family? Your family, her family, they will try to abuse her. Do you defend her? I'll give you a better one. Your children. Your children will try to abuse and will abuse your wife more than anything else. My kids, know they don't mess with my bride. They don't mess with my bride. And when your children understand that, You're also teaching them what it is to be a husband. You're a protector, man, of your wives. A type of savior. Husbands, you need to know that you're an heir together with your wives and you reap to what you sow. And as I said before, if you have sown to the wind, you are probably reaping to the whirlwind. If you have not been the spiritual head, As the Scriptures declare, then probably your marriage is on the rocks right now or perhaps it's in the verge of divorce or maybe you have already lost your marriage. But I know one thing, if you're a man, if you're obedient to the Word of God, your marriage is going to be tremendous. Not without fault, not without problems, but it's going to be tremendous. You need to treat her as Christ treats the church. You need to dwell with her with understanding And spend time with her so she can respond to you. You need to be the high priest of the home to experience the glory and the power of God. Jesus said in John 10.10, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Husbands, don't allow your prayer life to be hindered. How can it be? Let me just give you some things. Bitterness, resentment, lack of forgiveness, self-seeking, allowing sin to enter your life. Listen to Psalm 122, verse 1. Except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain to build it. Now either your house this morning is built on the rock or it's built on the sand. What constitutes the rock or the sand is whether you are a doer of the Word or just a hearer. Not that you're saved. That you're a doer or a hearer. Study that context. Husbands, won't you submit yourself to your wives? even as Peter says, that even as that man who was hanging on to that sprout, thinking he was going to be dashed to death, only to find out that his feet landed on solid ground. (laughs) If you do that, your feet will be on the solid ground of the rock Jesus Christ and not upon your preconceived ideas or your weaknesses. Won't you turn won't you allow God to glorify Himself in your marriage? The church so desperately needs it. Do it now.
0: Pastor Xavier Reese, with some important foundational mandates for men and marriage, drawn from our Simple Truth series in the book of 1 Peter. Now, today's study is simply titled Submission by Men, and as always, we can provide a copy upon request. And by the way, there's much more to this study that our limited time on the air just doesn't allow us to present, but we're happy to include on CD for just $4 to help cover the costs. Now that title to ask for once again is Submission by Men. Request yours today by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And please help us by including the call letters of this station somewhere in your correspondence. This is helpful when we check on the impact of this outreach in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths right here next time with Pastor Xavier Reese.